Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts Lucy Davis and Cal Hibbard. Before we dive into this very interesting podcast episode today, we just need to share something with you. Well, actually, I say we. Me and Cal are going to share it with you today. And why? Why not? Yeah. No, Ben, shh, you're not here yet. You're my guest. You're not here yet. But I need to talk about food. Yeah, but Cal can talk about food. Yeah, Cal, give this one a try. Yeah, actually, wait, sure. Ben's wait, Ben's bitten out of that one. <laughs> I don't want Give that a little try. This, right, if you watch on YouTube, holy balls, it is the nice cow. No, can I just intervene in a sec? I, can I just be here for this bit and then pretend there wasn't? Okay. These, oh, so good. these are the new things that I bought for this month. Oh, and the pretzels. To be fair, no disrespect to Cora, they look like mouldy cornflakes, <laughs> but they are, they are, because I love anything pretzel and salty, wow. They just hit different. Do you know what? They actually do hit different. I think we were quite shocked when we first tried them because yeah. we didn't actually. Wow. Carl, give this one a try. Yeah, that chocolate, by the way. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. The salt in it. Actually, mm. the salt in the other one, but they these are something I think, else. I think people think that we... Eat off, eat off I mic, am, everyone. I think people, that people think we overplay these. Well. But someone messaged me the other day and they got a delivery from Coro. These pretzel things are an absolute joke. You know what? My work is going so well yeah. right now. Yeah. I have these in my muesli and Stop my it. granola. It's just muesli. Can you pronounce it properly, please? Muesli, granola. No, my dad no. calls it muesli and that annoys me. Muesli is more annoying than muesli. I like pronouncing things different, but we do have a discount code for Coro and it is not so fit five. So there's a link below and you can shop it. Well, let me just introduce our very special guest who kind of already interrupted the podcast this morning, but we'll just right. let that one slide. On today's episode, we have, I'm going to let him introduce himself. The most handsome man in the world, the <laughs> fastest man in the world, the strongest of men. The, the, the man who needs no introduction. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 un, the uncle to all. <laughs> the uncle to all. The phenomenal hybrid athlete, the the runner, Keep the going. lifter. <clears throat> I can't, I've got something stuck in my throat. Oh no! What are titles to have? Um, the the your, your king, food prince, junkie, food junkie. Anyway, today I'm going to be interviewing Ben as he has just ran the London Marathon, and that was three days ago now. So he, yeah, first things first. He is wearing his t-shirt. And course, do you yeah. want to show everybody your medal? Just in case people forgot, I hadn't told anyone yet. I did run the London Marathon. They're the, actually the medals. Still in the medals. They're actually really good. I like how they've got like the dark pink to differentiate the 2022. Yeah. We really, well, we're very looking, very looking forward. We're very excited for this podcast today because if you remember, we did a similar thing with my 100K Ultra and Ben interviewed me and we thought it would be a really cool idea to do it for Ben's marathon as well because there's so much that you guys won't know that actually went into this marathon and the prep and a lot of shit went wrong as well, which you probably haven't shared with people unless you've been following Ben's marathon series on his YouTube channel, which if you haven't seen, probably go and watch it anyway. And the first thing I actually want to ask you, obviously I know quite a lot about it, but I was actually thinking about this question first. Why did you sign up for the London Marathon? Well, just, just I don't even think I know why you signed up. Just on that, I said this to Cal the other day. So Someone said to me, can't remember who it was i might have mentioned it on a previous podcast because you just mentioned about we, we did the thing for your 100k mm. don't it was almost along the lines of don't you feel inferior inferior because lucy did 100k and you did 42 and i said well does you saying bolt worry about what mo farah's doing yeah doesn't the two the two different things 
completely different things. You run at different paces, different type of training for it. It's just also a really weird question to ask. Yeah. Like a comparable to something. It's just, it's just like it's one of those strange. underhand underhand comments. But oh well, yeah. there we go. Absolutely. But yes, why did you sign up for the London Marathon in the first place? And when did you actually sign up? I think we were trying to God, figure this out. I think out. I actually did it in COVID and it was pushed back. It was supposed to be in April of this year, wasn't it? Yeah. And then it was pushed back. But I think you already knew it was pushed back to October. When you signed up, you knew in your head you were doing it in the October. But I just can't for the life we, of me It was remember. when we were in the, the old the old house. And I think had you already signed up to... No, you hadn't signed up to the ultra yet, had you? No, I, I signed up New New Year's Eve drunk. I think I always wanted to do it, for especially for the charity purpose of being done for the Meningitis Foundation, which I think I've told story many a times about having meningitis and stuff so i don't i don't think you've actually shared it on the podcast though and i think it's important that you okay i'll, I'll you touch on it I'll as keep, well i'll keep it a brief version probably so I don't cry but i when i was 17 got meningitis and it was on boxing day and i just had a really bad headache so weird the worst headache i've ever had in my entire life different to just, anything else just booming to the point where i couldn't even open my eyes i was sick about 15 times and then told mum and dad did the usual thing paracetamol ibuprofen go to bed as as you you would just with a headache and being mm-hmm. sick and then when from what i can remember i went to sleep at like 12 one o'clock and then all i remember is waking up 10 days later in hospital with tubes at my nose tubes down my throat all these things all over my chest big catheter down my man bits mm-hmm. and it was just like a complete shock so I'd, I'd gone into i had started having a fit in the middle of the night and if i didn't have the single bed if i had a double bed i'd be dead praise fe- that single yeah, bed because i fell out of it dad heard me fitting on the floor rang the paramedics and then more paramedics had to come because I was like obviously really strong at that point anyway and then because I was fit and they couldn't hold me down to the things they needed to do so there's a few people for holding me down trying to put the things in rushed me through to intensive care did a what's the thing called where you get the thing put in your spine uh, lumbar L- yeah lumbar mm-hmm. thankfully I was uh, I was unconscious for that bit because I've, I've heard it's really painful and then was, I think, in a coma for 10 days. And then that's where all my family had to come in because they thought that I wasn't going to make it when they turned the life support machine off because like, nothing was kind of really functioning on its own. So all family came in, said goodbye, just in case. Turned the life support machine off and thankfully I came back around. But they said the only thing that, the only reason that I was still alive is because of where my health and fitness is at. Mm. And that was one of the things that's always spared me on to want to help other people is because I know how important health and fitness can be to the quality of your life and the longevity of your life. And that's why I've always been my mission since then to want to help other people with their health and fitness journey. And there was another guy, wasn't there? Yeah, in so... Your ward. Well, I was I was in hospital altogether, I think, for four or five weeks after because after, I actually had to rebuild myself back up. And there was a, as I was leaving, there was a guy who was the same age as me who died. And I was speaking to Dr. Mike about this. Cause was, from what, meningitis. From meningitis, sorry. Yeah, he was the same age, died from meningitis. Because uh, the nurse, I think the nurse had told me, or one of the doctors told me like, how lucky I was. And me and Dr. Mike were trying to kind of 
figure out ways how I could track them down. I'm still going to try and look to see if I can find who it was and who his family is because that was a big thing that kept me going through the prep was that whenever things were hard, whenever I, I was kind of like tight-chested, deep breaths in pain, I always thought about the pain that I family had to go through of losing a son at that age. So that was a big motivator for me for why I did run for meningitis. And I think that it, it's kind of always been one of those things I wanted to do as a challenge to try and raise money for a charity that was that was close to my heart as well. Yeah, I think I don't. Not a lot of people will actually know that story unless they have seen it when you've posted it before, and obviously yeah. when you first signed up and you're doing it for meningitis, you took you a while to actually share that story because it is so personal and yeah. it's very very scary. One of the things you touched on there, actually, and we spoke about this before the podcast, but I, I stopped you speaking before the podcast because I wanted to bring it in here. You were saying the training for a marathon was harder than the actual marathon day itself. Yeah. And your prep was, what, three or four months of running, training, 12 lifting? weeks, so just over 12 weeks altogether. Just over 12 weeks. So just on that as well, sorry, some some people will be say, oh, that's not enough training. And we've released a a marathon program which is 12 weeks the thing with the 12 week thing is you can do 16 weeks you can do 20 weeks it's up to you like that was personal choice to me and not every single person wants to prep to the point where they're going to get the best time possible some Mm -hmm. people just want to do the prep so they can get themselves over the line and that's the point of the program that we've created and people's motivation isn't infinite a lot of people dip in and out of stuff so that's why i i did 12 weeks and that's why i created the program was 12 weeks because it was for people who were at like absolute beginner stage or for people who those people who turned up on the day and hadn't done any training and just want to do it. It's for those type of people just to get them over the line and also fit into that bracket of where motivation starts and tends to dip off. So that's why I did a 12 weeks as well. For that marathon program as well, you can hit the link below and use the code marathon for 26% off your first moment, 26% because 26 yeah. miles. That, that is, that is for people who have done a little bit of running. Yeah. Uh, beginner runners still and have a good base level of health and fitness and again it's not to pb marathons it's just to get you across the line on the day yeah absolutely why why did you say and i absolutely agree with you kind of why was the training so much more hard for you than the actual run itself on the day because i think a lot of people think god running a marathon you know at a pace because you were running at a pace would be way harder than all the training you're doing why why was the training I think harder. I think what I was talking about is me- mentally being way harder because you if if you don't like there's loads of people there on the day who didn't do any training whatsoever and just turned up and did it and at the end of the day it's just one day so you just turn up do it and you're done mm. whereas with the twelving you with the the twelving <laughs> with the twelve week programming or however long you do you've got to turn up for each training session for twelve sixteen twenty weeks mm. which is a lot harder because it takes consistency motivation dedication determination and it also takes sacrifice as well whereas all you're doing is sacrificing one day so mm-hmm. yeah it's physically hard if you've done no training but to turn up for that long a period it, it, it makes the day that you turn up feel even easier yeah no i do get that absolutely on a level and that's one of the things you were doing all your lifting sessions to probably like quite a high extent. I don't even think you trailed off a little bit with your lifting. On the last week. And you're running. I mean, just throughout your whole 12 weeks. Oh yeah, I was lifting all the you way were like, but, but you were like properly lifting. I yeah. massively tailed off my lifting with my prep, yeah. but you didn't even lose much size. You didn't lose a lot of strength. Sounds to call this morning. And one of the comments 
that I know you got off a few people. I think it's a very negative comment. I don't know if you would take it negatively. But people were saying that you're too muscly and too big to be able to complete a marathon and to be able to complete it in like a relatively good time. With those comments, do you think they were a little bit off-putting? Or was that something which was more like, yeah, fuck you. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I think um for for me and people who like live in that sphere of like they want to be a bit more of an all rounder, they want to lift, they want to look good, but they also want to perform well and run well. There's always gonna be a level of compromise. If I wanted to get the best time possible, I'd have to be as slim as possible to get the best time that I could if that makes sense. Mm. So there's there's kind of a scale between of where 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 does that sacrifice end? Mm. Like I want to still be muscular and be able to run a marathon. So there's going to be some kind of crossover in terms of limitations that I can get to in terms of my times. And I'm not willing to sacrifice the amount of muscle tissue and the strength that I have to get an extra couple of minutes off my time at any point or at this point anyway. So for me, I, I, those kind of comments don't really bother me because i'm for me and when i watch other people do it if you can hold a level of muscle tissue that's just as impressive to me because you're able to do something that you're not really socially or within that sport supposed to fit into a mold and mm. um, you're kind of defying the mold that's been set of like a, what a usual marathon runner should look like and that's why i really look up to people like nick bear like you did for the for your 100k um there's a guy called Nathan French, French, who's really cool from yeah. the States. Fergus, who helped me put some of the marathon program together. Like, they're all people I really look up to. It, it's not, I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong, people like Kipchoge, people like that are insane. But for me, like, I prefer to be a bit of an all round and have a mixture of strength and be able to run as well. Well, what you've always said, and you always said this to me, is you would never look like a marathon runner but you'd never look like a pro bodybuilder stepping on stage. That's that's not what you want to do. You're not going to win the London Marathon unless you do... Mm-hmm. What did the guy do this year? Was it 204? 204, yeah. His name was Kip something as well. Yeah. Isn't it funny, by the way, as well? He was three minutes off Kipchoge's time and no one... i say as nice as way possible, no one will remember his name because yeah. he's not, number, he's not yeah. number one. I bloody don't... Yeah, awful. Even with the amount of people that follow him, he had yeah. like 14,000 followers. Kipchoge's got like 1.8 million. Yeah. It's not a game of followers, but it's a big... It's hard, that, isn't it? Because he's just... It's, it's, you're number one or nothing, basically. I think as well with like Kipchoge, he's... It's that whole idea that he's done something that no one else has ever the done. The impossible, yeah. He's done like the impossible. He's done the sub two-hour marathon with that. Was it on a track with a wind turbine and... Shoot some special shoe or something where he did the sub two hours. Yeah, he was on. Uh, it wasn't on a, a verified marathon course. It was just around a track, and I think yeah. he had paces the whole time, and maybe something that helped with his wind resistance in front of him. Yeah. Uh, so it's not technically. What was the time he got for? Uh, one one hour fifty nine oh, uh, thirty two or something. So if you're physically, sick. he must have been coming to near the end of it, thinking, "Shit, I need to be there two hours." Yeah, he absolutely. Like, he looked absolutely not asked that it just. Ran. He looks like that every time he finishes though. Crazy. Yeah. The Berlin one he did is obviously just broke his other world record. Yeah. But it's even like the girl who won the marathon this year. She did two hours 35. Two hours Insane. 35. But as we're saying there, when we saw them, so when we were waiting for you at that six mile mark, Jesus Christ, you didn't even see me and Steph. I've never screamed so loud in my life. But when we saw, you know, like the people who were at the front, they 
look like marathon runners. They look like yeah, they yeah, are going to hit yeah. a two-hour 30 or <laughs> Did you see that guy, by the way? He's on like Geo and Lad Bible and everywhere now. He's set up with the pro marathon runners and he just did a 100-meter sprint just so he could be at the front of the line for like two minutes. That is, that is his claim to fame for the rest of his life. Do you know what? He must have wrecked though. his marathon though. Cause he must have maybe, been that's what, maybe that was his like... But he's got everywhere from it, along. so... Yeah, exactly. But no, as we were saying there, it's you have this thing where you're a bigger guy with muscle and you've just ran a marathon. And to me, that is wildly more impressive. I think to carry more muscle as well when you're running, you've said it a few times, you f- you sometimes feel a bit like heavier Heavy, yeah, yeah. when you run. And on the actual day, I mean, you look phenomenal. There's a lot of people messaging us being like, oh my God, we've just seen Ben. Ben looks so strong. Like he looks really focused. He's really ready. And he's like, his legs are so good. As in people were complimenting you as a, of how you look as a runner, even though you're not a typical runner. And I think that's like obviously a massive testament to you and also a massive compliment because yes. you've never wanted to look. I don't think you'd ever be able to. I'm I'd, not very good at taking compliments anyway, but. But your yeah. body wouldn't be able to get to a mar- Kipchoge. Impossible. Yeah. Absolutely impossible. It's, it's genetically, he's built different though as well, isn't he? But Yeah, absolutely. One of the things. I don't know where to bring this up now or a little bit later. Actually, I'm going to bring it up later. Okay. The first thing I'm going to ask is the actual race day itself. And we all Googled this before we even got there because we were like, oh, how many people do London Marathon? I think, I don't know what Steph said. Steph said 48, Grant said 4,000. Mm. I said like 20. Mm. 42,000 people ran the London Marathon this year. Yeah. And I think it was. Is... I think it might have been 40 this year just 40. because... I think it may have had, and this I could be wrong. It may have had a lower number due to the you know the train strikes and everything, which caused. Well, to be fair, do you want to, do you want to explain to people? Yeah, what, so on, what this was, was just fucking stress. So I was this already, was I was already quite stressed the week because obviously I was injured, and then it was a marathon anyway. And you were launching a program, and we were launching the marathon program, and we on the f- Saturday, Saturday were leaving at. 12. Half, 11. half 11 half 11 we're in the taxi on the way to Chester train station who was already late so we were already yeah, already stressed. late and we looked at the app refreshed it train cancelled he said didn't he he's like your yeah. train's cancelled yeah. no no it's not so we refreshed it cancelled <laughs> so we're like shit because on that day as well it didn't matter the marathon was a day after registration cuts off at half five and if you don't have your bid, num- bid number in your chip you can't run so I was like, fuck me. We're going to have to drive down to London. Checking times. Okay, we can get down there and like... Four. It said for four hours, 10. So, and we had only five and a half hours to get there because yeah. of that thing that was closing. But we, as soon as we got back, we had four hours, 10 drive. And with those traffic, we had one stop off. Yeah. But luckily, Nutty Foodie Fitness, who was on the podcast the other week, was an absolute hero. Went and down, Grant. Went down with Grant and picked up my bid number. Luckily, me and Cal got into the... The exhibition 10 minutes to go so we may have got there but it was the, it was the fact that if we had 10 minutes to go and i had to pick up my bib number i would have been i probably would have had just terrible runs you wouldn't have ran though you, if you didn't get your bib you can't run yeah yeah no i mean when i was running to get the, um, the thing i yeah. would shit myself is what i was trying to say uh, sorry but yeah. when um thanks lucy but when um when we were there i picked mine up and the shutters went down 10 minutes after i got there there's a guy sprinting through the expedition to get a thing and he couldn't get it. I feel so I feel so sorry for how many people this year probably prepped like crazy, 
raised money, had the, the heart set. Because it's difficult to get in. People have messaged me saying they've tried six times. The amount of the, the people who got in to do it prepped and then even missed the registration because mm. of trains or just couldn't get there altogether. I I can't really wrap my head around the fact that Houston just shut. Day before the marathon, Houston, I, I get the train strikes, train strikes aside, as you've just said there, thousands of people will have missed that. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people will have prepped, raised money for charity. And I said this to Kyle, I was like, I can't fathom the fact that people would do train strikes on that day. And Kyle's like, it's for the biggest impact. The thing for me is, though, and the thing that I think tarnishes them is the fact that the biggest impact has been to people who are trying to raise money for charities that are saving people's lives. Mm. What a big fuck you that is. Yeah, I'm just really uncomfortable about that whole thing. I like, I, I, yeah, train strikes aside, I get it. What, yeah. But the fact that so many people must have missed that opportunity. Like, we were so quick to react. We were like, right, can't, yeah, go, let, let's go. People wouldn't, some people wouldn't be able to drive, yep. can't get there. But yeah, so that was already a stress. So yeah, maybe 40,000 people did the marathon this year and you could see it, couldn't you? We arrived and we were like, oh my God, there's like, there's, they felt like hundreds of thousands, didn't it? The people were just everywhere. Well, you put that photo quickly, Carl, on the, the screen. This was me 21k through and yeah. there's still ton. It's not like you get further through and there's like a break <laughs> no and people, people. it's just a constant um, barrage <laughs> of people. That's one of the things I said. So we had myself, Cal, Andrea, Nutty and Grant, and we were like, like our little team. And when we were going to 17 miles, I was like, oh, it won't be like mile six. It'll be really quiet. Mm. Oh, because I was just thinking of my run. I was like, oh, you dead. Nobody will be. <gasps> no, it, the whole thing was just so busy. But this was only your second running race that you've ever done in your whole entire yeah, I've life. I've been to other ones to watch other people, but like mm. that one was another level because every every bit that you ran through, there was always people there. And that was a really surreal f- feeling because mm. that people talk about how it lifts you. It honestly lifts lifts you f- through because it's just people there every step of the way. At the same time, like I was saying to you guys, I'm honestly so grateful that to have that team of people there who were supporting me through it, came to watch. Because seeing people like your faces and stuff in the crowd, like give me that lift again. Um, and also, I just it wouldn't have been the same experience without having you all there the night before, going for a Nando's, was all in the apartment, going for food after the the marathon itself. That meant more to me than even running the marathon. Just have good people around you, and with the crap, the amount of people where it was in the crowds, this may be just a me thing, but it lifted me. But at the same time, it also made me feel like a dick. Because at a certain point, if I, ever, if I ever wanted to walk, I was like, I'm not walking because it'll make me feel like a dick. And that's no disrespect to anyone who did walk any of it. That's just me personally because mm, you I'm, I'm I'm hard on myself. So I just didn't, I wanted to just finish it without walking. So that was kind of like, it was almost a accountability factor for me as well. Were you nervous? A couple of people asked me this. So mm. I wasn't really that nervous. See, I maybe a little bit, were. Maybe a little bit just before, but... I think the thing that took away the nerves for me is that, and I was saying this about the prep period that it didn't go to plan because of injuries and stuff. I think if everything had gone perfect and I was prepping to hit that three thirty time and I was running it thinking, right, I've got to get this free fair, I've got to get this free fair, this is what I prep for. Because I got the injury, it kind of took that pressure off because I was like, I'm not going to get the three thirty because the calf's fucked. I've missed about four or five weeks worth of the, the training because I injured it doing Muay Thai. Mm. I've I've not got that pressure on me. Whereas I think maybe the nerves would have kicked in more if the pressure was on for me to hit a certain time. Yeah, because 
the guys kept saying to me, like, oh, is he ne- can you tell he's nervous? And I went, I think he is. I mean, I was more nervous than you. I, yeah. my heart, I was so nervous watching. I don't know why. I think it just because I knew it meant a lot to you. It's me and Steph were just shitting ourselves. But I was looking at you, I was like, he seems all right. It's like, he doesn't seem that nervous. He's still chatting to people. He's not really, like, quieting down. He, like, he seems absolutely fine. Whereas I was, I was so nervous for mine, but you seem to control. There was just so many people. I don't know how you didn't get nervous. I, I, I honestly, looking back, I don't think I was honestly at any point massively bothered by it. I think because I was nervous in the week. Yeah, because I got my, it all out. My nerves were in the week because I thought, I felt really bad. I was in a shit place in the week. I was like feeling negative about myself because of the injury. I was like, I'm, I'm going to let people down. That's my biggest thing that I hate letting people down. Who, uh, sorry on that. Who would you? Who just the, all you who? you guys who are coming to watch me? People who donated. People who are watching me. I just I just don't like letting people down. I thought oh, I'm just I'm just letting people down, mm. and that's the thing that got to me and made me nervous and put more pressure on me. And then when I kind of looked at it in terms of what I was doing, and thought, Ben, why why are you actually doing the run? It's because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna raise a lot of charity for uh, a lot of money for a charity that's close to my heart. I'm going to challenge myself in a way that I haven't done before. I'm going to have to think outside the box because everything hasn't gone to plan. I'm going to enjoy this great experience of people that I love. And I'm going to just feel the energy of the day. And when I thought about it that way, I was like, I'm not nervous now because it's rather than put the pressure on, I feel like I'm letting people down. I've got a time to hit. They were the things that opened my mind to a broader picture of why I was really doing it. That's really interesting in terms of like taking the pressure off by thinking of other things except the time. Yeah. And sorry, this is a random question that I've just thought of now. When you do it again, if you do it again, will you set yourself a time again, knowing that that is going to give you some sort of added pressure? Yeah. You are going to set yourself a time. But if it makes you more pressured... Pressure, Does pressure, that not bother you? Pressure and stress is what helps you better perform, though. Tre- pressure and no, stress, to a certain degree, obviously there's a there's a cutoff point on like a limit on like a scale of where how much stress you want to have. Uh, stress is obviously good for, as we know, for performers and athletes up to a certain degree. Mm. And when it gets past that point of stress, it's a negative impact on in performance. So you've got to have some kind of pressure and stress there if there's kind of like a high target that you want to try and hit. Will you share the time you want to hit with people? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's the one thing that I'm not doing. Don't need to. You can yeah. do whatever you want. I'm just going to tell a few close people, the people who already know, just because there's like an additional yeah. no, additional pressure, I think, if no, you share it to the world. Nobody needs to hit times though. Like if you're going and doing it, especially for your first time, it's all just about the experience and just mm. crossing the line and experience such a, a great day. And that's what I mean. There was, that's the thing that was so nice about the London Marathon was that there's such a mixture of different abilities, mm-hmm. different backgrounds, people, causes on the day there was no it wasn't like elitist yeah. obviously you had these really great high level athletes who were running for times and then on the other end of the spectrum you had these people who just wanted to go and run the London Marathon mm-hmm. hadn't even done any training for it they'd done yeah. no, no training at all and just wanted to finish it and that's great yeah I mean obviously like those people are going to be super sore after and there's probably better things that you could do in terms of doing a little bit of training around to get you across across the line which is why we created that marathon program but like it's you don't need to be elitist you don't need to be a great runner to go and do it like if you just want to do it for the experience and raise money for a great cause brilliant 
to touch on what you said i know i've been avoiding replying to about it the injury yeah the injury was a bit of a cocksucker wasn't it yeah because i've obviously known about the injury for months because it, it has been it's been a very long time with this injury and also it's kind of a really unfortunate way that it ha- I feel like it's always the case it yeah. never happens when you're doing the thing you're doing yeah. but I just actually wanted you to explain to people because you keep saying the injury the injury yeah. I don't think a lot of people know what the injury is yeah. but then also how how it happened because fucking hell yeah it was the nice. way well, it the, happened the, the, first, the first thing is like there's this fucking idiot on one of the posts that we put up it was like how, how can you um, be showing people your marathon program on YouTube and uh, putting it on your app if you got injured doing running like blah 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 blah. I was like, well, there's a start. Seventy nine percent of people who actually do a marathon program will get injured at some point. Could be wrong, but that was what I I was reading on some of the papers that got released around marathon tra- uh, training actually before I did the marathon. There's a survey I had to fill in. What if you got injured? And if you had any pre injuries, etc. I'm guessing they were doing some research around that. But I never actually got injured doing any running. I got injured doing Muay Thai. Fighting men. I, I, me and Carl did say as it was getting close to the marathon. Oh, Muay Thai is really intense. Yeah. Well, even even mm, Lee, our running specialist, specialist, said that yeah, you probably should have stopped that a while ago. But I just enjoy doing it. Like, and the things that I'm doing, I'm not doing everything to be as optimal as possible for running. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, the the people who be running who are messing with me, I'm like, oh yeah, well you shouldn't be doing. That. Mate, I don't care. Like, I want to lift. I want to be mazzy. I want to fuck people up at Muay Thai and I want to run. I don't give a shit. If you just want to run and do that, go and do you. But I'm not doing stuff based 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 in the guidelines that you've created or that society or that your niche or little click thinks that you should do. Yeah. I'll do what I want to do. You do you. Yeah. And obviously I got injured doing Muay Thai and that's why I stopped doing it for four or five weeks, but I will be going back to it. It's just that the fact that the leg that I broke uh like 15 years ago i thought you could say the one they broke now no it was it was never rehabbed properly yeah so as soon as i started doing more and more and more volume for it that hadn't gone through it before especially in uh, something like muay thai which is super dynamic it just obviously got a grade one tear in the, the slayers i think we should put the video on the screen when it actually happens because you caught it on youtube and yeah. honestly when you showed me it looks like nothing you literally step backwards yeah. and you're like that's it yeah i was like what what am I, what, like, what am i looking at what happened and you literally just step back. And it is one of those things that's so unfortunate. Yeah. It's like people who get gym goers who get injured. It will be like bending down to tie their shoelace, not actually in the gym environment. So it was definitely an unfortunate injury. How many weeks out was that now? About five weeks, I think. About that, five weeks. So I had, to, I had to take immediately. Couldn't do anything for two weeks. Didn't do any running. Just jumped on the bike and then obviously went to see Lee, who tried to help me get back to a place where it was ready. And so I think I ended up doing two or three weeks just on the bike, which is super shit. I didn't end up doing any of the, the bigger distance volumes in the training block, was which are like up to 35. Uh, yeah. yeah. What did you miss? What? Cause I... a, couple of th- a couple of 30Ks and a couple of 35K runs, I think. Yeah. And obviously a lot of marathon pace runs within that as well. Uh, and then it got to two and a half weeks out from London Marathon. Did a half of you and I Steph. It... Oh, yeah, the, the good one. Yeah, did a good half. Um, did a couple of the runs that were in my schedule and then I went out and did the last long run that I had on the schedule which was like 16k so 10 miles so nothing 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 huge and it was eight days before the marathon 
and I was literally on the last K. And I was further away from home where I needed to be because I was stopping to, to walk and just popped. I felt it go. Well, no, it didn't pop. I felt it go. And I was like, I could have probably carried on running. Mm. But I was like, no, nah, fuck that because it's I'd make it worse. But I was limping anyway. Rang a taxi and a taxi had to take me home. And then obviously we had the races that day. And that's where my head went because I was like, okay, I'm a week out now and it's gone. I've still got that text on my phone actually that we can pop on the screen where I knew you were running because I was in the gym and you just texted me saying calf's gone and I just felt like a whole wave had rushed over me because I couldn't, what could I, I couldn't be like, it's okay, keep yeah, going. it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. It's not, that wasn't a positive thing and the way you dealt with an injury to me was actually really impressive. I, I think that was the only week where I did everything optimal. Like I did everything <laughs> optimal. Week out. <laughs> no, everything optimal around the injury. So I didn't do any running whatsoever the whole week. Like, and obviously, I mean, the taper weeks anyway are more for your mental and psychological. You're not going to benefit from a taper in terms of the physical a week out. Like all the hard work's already done. Yeah. All you're doing is trying to optimize recovery, optimize the amount of glycogen that you've got in the tissue, optimize hormones, optimize the energy that you got so you feel good and mm-hmm. so you're not run down. It's it's a big mental battle for a lot of people taper and obviously an even bigger mental battle for me because I did no running whatsoever and I was like, I'm not doing anything. I did I did two bike rides to like twenty minutes and I iced every day, did like a five day course of ibuprofen, used C B D oils, kept off it as much as possible, did a bit of the rehab stuff that Lee gave me. And I got to the Saturday and I was like I did a two mile run. That was the first day I was so nervous doing that. Did that, felt okay i felt quite was that ha- on the friday saturday saturday oh, morning did it before we went yeah. yeah did a two mile really slow well did a two mile easy one which turned out being a bit quicker because i had a lot of energy from the carb up i felt heavy that day but yeah i did everything possible in that week because it was like the what what am i going to gain from this week physically nothing so what's the point in me even trying to run versus i need to just get this leg in the best place possible so i can finish it on sunday i think you had a really a really good outlook with the injury because when you did start the marathon, because we were tracking you on the marathon app, even though it was in miles, we were a little bit confused because you obviously run off K. And we were tracking you and I started to figure out that like 743, 750, I was like, oh, he's on pace, he's on pace. He's, every mile he's on pace, he's on pace. So what you mean by on pace is obviously when I first set out for the marathon. Oh, sorry, yes. Prep, <laughs> I, was get, I was aiming for a 3.30 or under 3.30 marathon time. So that's what I was prepping for but by the time i got there i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get it but you were on pace up to 30k and i shit you not i was refreshing it every minute and it got to like 30k and i refreshed it and i was like oh my god grant i was like he's just dropped from like a 743 to an eight minute i think grant was like oh no i was like no 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 no, no. i was like something's definitely happened yeah. because why has he just dropped off by like 15 20 seconds it's weird you text saying calf's gone yeah again I just like was ah, fuck. I just want you to talk about it because we can't. Do, do you know I, the thing that was really that. annoying that fucked me over is that when I got, to, I was, I think it was, I'll have a look. I could be able to get my splits up. I was, I think it was on kilometer thirty, and I looked at my Garmin and it clocked me at a six minute fifty pace. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. I was like, my pace has slowed because I was running at like a four fifty, four fifty five for most of it. So I was like, what the fuck, 6.50? They're two minutes slower. I was like, 
two minutes slower, what the hell? And I was like, shit, I need to speed up. So I sped up and started running quicker. And I was pretty much nearly done with that next K31. And just at like the end of that, the calf went. Mm. Because I ran a 4.30 pace. pace for that K. And I'd obviously pushed it too hard whilst it was already fatigued because I was trying to make up time from that other one where I thought I hit 6.50. But I didn't hit a 6.50K. It was, it was just, just Garmin. Garmin was off because in that part that I was, it was by Canary, it might have been by Canary Wharf, I don't know. And the obviously all the data that was coming in from loads of other people's devices had fucked mine. And it came through as a 6.50 pace and I hadn't. I was not bang on pace and I'd sped up so quick to try and make up for it that I pushed my calf too far and it went. And then I was like, oh, fuck me. I thought that was it. Did you walk straight away? No. I carried on jogging for a little bit and carried on going. And this is the this is the really cool thing about... This was the best thing about the London Marathon. I'll tell you about the guy who came over to me. So the things that kept me going when, I, when, my, when my calf went was... I think there's two main things, but there's three altogether. So the th- as soon as it went, it was so weird because my calf went and I was playing David Goggins when I was running around the podcast. And the, the time that it went was a time in the podcast with Joe Rogan where he was saying about when you get injuries or when pain kicks in or when you think you're done, that's only 40% of the mental battle. If you can make your mind push past the body, because your body will try and give in way before. If you can let your mind control the body rather than your body control the mind, then you'll push past it. I was like, fuck this, I'm pushing past it. I'm getting done. And I carried on running through. Um, and it was it was, it was still there in the back. Like I knew it was sore because I knew the what the felt the injury felt like. I just kept pushing anyway. And I think it was at maybe 35k. I was like, I'm going to have to walk. Mm-hmm. I thought that's when... I, I've just gave up on all, anything to do with time at that point, which I probably should have anyway. And I walked for the first time. But prior to that, about 12K through, there's a guy who... And if you're listening, by the way, because I know that you listen to the podcast, which is Oh sick. my God, yeah. So there's, there's a guy <laughs> at 12K through, tapped me on the shoulder and went, Oh, Ben, I listened to your podcast. It's sick, mate. Great to see you. You're running strong. Keep going. I was like, wow, that's so cool. And... At 35k-ish was when I was walking because my calf was fucking killing me at that point. Mm. And I think I, wa- I was walking for 30 seconds and I just felt this, like, tap on the back. And it was the same guy again, came running past me and went, he said, uh, come on, Ben, you fucking got to keep going. I was like, that, that actually made me quite emotional. I was like, I'm fucking just going. So I was like, pick myself back up and I was going again. I was like, fuck that, I'm going. So... Shout out to the guy who came up and spoke to me about the podcast. If you, if whoever you are as well, he was running a black t-shirt. Comment on the YouTube channel as well because I actually really appreciate it. You actually helped me keep going through for the marathon. That's the great thing about it. That just support from random people. Mm. There was so there were the two big things, and there was the other thing was there was another guy earlier on in the marathon who had came up to me and said, "Hey Ben, I'm listening to your podcast now," <laughs> and that made me emotional because I was like, "Wow." I'm the thing that's playing in his ears now to keep me going for the marathon. And little does he know, 
like coming up into to me and saying that is what's keeping me going through the marathon and that was just like such a special moment as well mm. it was it was crazy to hear that, that someone was listening to the podcast that running next to me in the london marathon out of all the people and all the things that they could be listening to there's a guy listening to my podcast during this marathon right now and that was just like it just welled me up a bit and i just felt a tear down my face i was like Phew. And like it was a, it was just like a case of this is why we do the podcast as well yeah. it was insane that is incredible i'd love to know again if you're listening random man listening to the podcast what episode were you listening to i'd love to know what would have been like quite a motivational episode to listen to to run a maybe marathon like, who knows yeah maybe obviously you had goggins on mm. um over music which each to their own obviously with like what you listen there to. there was a point where i did listen to a bit of music though yeah i had eminem on it was like lose yourself in the morning so, that's when i was i was in a hole at that point and i started rapping out loud i decided <laughs> <laughs> i was like it was yourself in the moment i was just rapping dead loud and these people just run next to me like what the fuck is he doing <laughs> rapping oh. eminem in the middle of the run there was loads i had of to turn it off though to put me off <laughs> why does it put you off though it just it, the the speed of the music puts me off I didn't need some that the, the the songs that did help me. So the song that came on, it's that Macklemore song is glorious, glorious. I can't sing. Not so. a to start again. Yeah, that one, and it was it was such a surreal experience because I ran out of a dark tunnel, and as I ran out of the dark tunnel, that chorus bit came on, and the sun was coming out, and the London Marathon people had this bubble machine blowing over, and no joke, all my hairs stood on end, and. The bubbles just, it was like it went slow motion, the bubbles just came out like that and I just started crying. It's so weird, just hit me. I was just like, this is this is like the most unbelievable day ever. Like, I'm just running with loads of people. This like great song, which already means a lot to me and the sun's come out. It's just like, this is this is insane. And then the second one was, I was listening to that song um, because my granddad died around the same time, the Fast and Furious song. The, um, oh, yeah. Um... Oh, it's God. been a long day without you, my friend, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Wait, that came <laughs> on, so that made me emotional as well because that, my granddad passed away, and that was a song that I used to play quite a lot in the car. So I kind of just took a moment to let that soak in. That so that was super emotional as well. Yeah, take everything in because we noticed quite a few people. I kept saying, "Staff, I mean." <laughs> Naughty doesn't run with headphones anyway. Yeah, I always do. I always do, even if I'm not listening to anything. That's, yeah, I wasn't listening to... Well, at the start, for the first 10 minutes, I couldn't listen to anything because there's no signal. Yeah, the rock which, which, which was good, by the way, because I was just running with... When you first off, it's just like... I was like, this is... You went ab- off quite quick, I was like, this you? is absolutely <laughs> batshit crazy. Like, I've never seen this many people running like this in my life, unless there's like a sale on it looking next to something there's just loads of people just bailing down i was like this is so surreal did anyone fall over no i don't think so i can just imagine because you could see it from the cameras like the pictures there is hundreds of people yeah. setting off together i would really feel like i need to be at the front to just like you said you said you were like dodging and weaving a little bit at the start yeah. to get people. it was okay though i remember i remember running past this guy at one point a firefighter in full <gasps> un- full firefighter uniform we helmet ganister uh Canister on his back, and he was just trudging along in the heat. And I just fucking went up and slapped him hard on the back. I was like, just keep going, mate. You're doing amazing. That's one of the things that you said, sorry, just with your name, you wish oh, yeah. your name was on the front of your free train because I was having a ball 
shouting people's, people's names, names loads because you could see them and then you'd be like go on don don would look up and be like who the f-? like yeah and big it's smile, just a smile on his face. yeah that's a great it's a great thing about like the little people that were there and how uplifting but that, what that happened to yours put it too high because i had the free train vest on and by the time I put the number on it, it covered. but there's quite a few people who still shouted me anyway and then there was um a couple of people who like filmed i had the story tags at the end they were filming yeah. me going past there was like i had random people just sending yeah, it to me being like ben is here he's i was like i'm there <laughs> as well like we're trying yeah. to we're following him right that was one of the things that we obviously you've got a youtube video coming out on this as well yeah, next week and me and cal had really before the day planned where we were going yet yeah, mile 6 mile 13 17 22 nope oh my god on the day the, the hard thing was so say if we were on the left hand side of the road the marathon's going through. The tube we need is on the other side. And they didn't have crossings for all of them. So they do this dead clever thing where they'd cut off so you could cross the road and the runners would go to one side. My Lord, we could not get through some of them. So I was just stressed out my cake running around. I think we saw you three or four times. A couple of them, you didn't even see us. Like you just had head down. You weren't even paying attention. The, the, the last bit is when I was kind of... The last... from. 31 32 to, to near the end i was head down because that's when i was in pain i was like i'm not in the mood like to fucking smile and stuff and pretend i'm okay anymore because i was the, the cough was killing me so i just head down just gonna get get through and each that's where it felt long because mm. up until 21k i was obviously just flying through under, i was like running an average of 450 and i got my phone out at that point because i was going over one of the main bridges and i was hilarious. i was filming it and i remember just running out a text or group chat because i had a london marathon chat and i just messed in the group saying let's go wait and you should have seen how it's we were steph was like came through on steph's gone she was like ben ben ben's ben's everyone ben's text ben his text <laughs> cow's going what, what what where's ben we thought you'd like stop stopped or something because i was like what do you mean he's got his phone out oh my god but you and then we were all like yes fucking go like that was hilarious that spared but... me on as well just saying that but i got my phone out a couple of times just to film a few bits because like it's just once in a lifetime thing just to experience this i wanted to have some of the clips well, that, that was one of the really funny things when you first did text me and grant went on the map I was like, where is he? He's got his phone out. And we noticed you were going along the bridge and I was like, he's getting content. Yeah. I was like, he's Always filming. Thinking content. He's filming something for his YouTube video. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was actually, it's not hilarious, but you could just see when you finished. You were kind of like white and pasty, but not in terms of like, you looked ill. You look fantastic. You look very tanned. You yeah. don't have to compliment me. I know I look like a piece of no, shit. No, you actually... No, no. Seriously, compared to some people were like throwing up on the floor. You looked... You just walked, strolled around. You were just covered in salt. If, if there was ever a salt bite, I was fucking salt bite that day. But it was like... It was like all down your neck, yeah. across your shoulder. I was like, what what, what have you done? Cal, Cal took a photo of me, I think, didn't you? It was disgusting. You looked like a snake <laughs> yeah. shedding his skin. I'll put it up on the screen now so people can see. Yeah. But why did you look like that? I, I just tend to... A lot of salt comes out of me when I <laughs> run. And then, because I knew that, I, I took salt tablets. Like, I, I don't... I did share quite a lot of my YouTube, I think, and I will. But they don't copy me and what I do. Mm. But I took three salt tablets before. Three an hour th- through. Three, two hours through. And three, at three hours through. And you'd never tested them before? Nope. But why like you, why? that was the thing about the day though like and i was taking gels every 40 minutes everything that i did on the day 
Perfect. Mm. Perfect. No blisters, hardly. Salt tablets work great because I was obviously losing a lot of salt because I could feel it. I felt like a fucking chicken nugget <laughs> and I felt my face. I, were, the gels had good good energy. Yeah. Ran at an all right pace. Had good sleep. Carb up went well. No, no digestive issues. Didn't need a piss. It was great. Apart from the cough, everything was great. I'm really surprised. I, you don't drink loads and no. I'm an I drink a lot and I need a wee every five minutes when I'm running or a shit. I'm literally going to shit myself. I can't, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't control it. So the first thing I said, she was like, did you go to the toilet? Like, I don't know where you went, where, like what, Kay, did you go to the toilet? And you were like, I didn't go. I don't, I, I can't fathom how you didn't go for a wee or a poo during that marathon. How did you, I honestly. I think there was one point where, I did, where, where I didn't need to pay a little bit, but I was like, I'm not going to hold it off. Then I didn't need one in the end because I think I was so focused just on running. And going for a number two, I went twice before I went the run, which I was well happy with. Because like that's, if you're going to go for a long run, by the way, definitely make sure it's in part of your like habit and ritual during, pardon me, during your preparation, like your programming. Try and like create a habit or make a habit of like having a coffee, going for a poo and then going for a run because that will be best. Because if you need a poo during a long run or even a race, it's just killer well you you can't from personal experience you physically cannot hold it in yeah because if you stop you're gonna you're gonna poo it's like bobbing dog if you carry on you're gonna poo because it's not normal it's not like a normal situation where oh you in the house need the toilet it is a running poo is something like you've never yeah. experienced and i oh i speak about it a lot because to be honest you've got to be open and honest don't you about these things and this is why i said to you god you're taking it seems like you're taking quite a few gels yeah but obviously I'd, it's just each to their own i think i took six or seven with me i think that's great though i think that's that is probably for a marathon at the pace you were running is opt mm. is optimal it's, everyone's different though aren't they? that's what that's the thing everybody's so different and that's why i'm saying like it, it's hard to to give guidance or say do as i do because that's not the point like it's it's you gotta find like what also fits for you and what type of gels fit, fit work for you as well one of the things there's just like this is hard to touch on it's more so to pay the respects because you said you oh yeah i was going to say this before you had seen someone on the bridge yeah so i ran through the tunnel bit i think it was and there was a guy having a cardiac arrest and then when we were on the car drive back we heard on the radio that someone had died and i think it was that guy so Mm. yeah respect and condolences to his family obviously it's so sad because i said to you it's like me going out the room that day and then just not coming back no i can't even it's just so sad so yeah really really feel for for the family yeah it's it's just like to pay respects because we were driving home and that popped up on the news and i said to you i didn't know whether to say to you because obviously you've ran past it and i was like i think that might have been the guy you ran past, but yeah. obviously it's just to share. Yeah, it, I mean, it got it got so hot at like twelve o'clock. The sun just came out. I was, I was like, "Fuck, I'm hot." <laughs> and there was just when I was coming down the last bit by the London Eye, there was just bodies on the floor, like people laying, laying down. You just couldn't finish. Yeah, I think like just got, the heat got to them, fatigued, dehydrated, dehydrated. That was one good thing, actually, you did say about the London Marathon, the way it was put together with the hydration. Yeah, what was, was it, every 3K? It might have been. I can't remember exactly. I might be wrong. But yeah, there's there's water quite quite frequently and often. 
Yeah, incredible. The whole thing Lucas being put AIDS. together. The Lucas Aid, the food. They had gels and stuff Lucas like Aid that. Lucas Aid gel as well, yeah, yeah. Gels, the food, everything. It, it, it oh, did the other, look the other thing that's really nice is like there's just random people in the streets with massive buckets of like Haribo, watermelon, orange, banana, just like there. Like when I was running, that's, it was a, that's the thing that was crazy. I was trying to take everything in. And one of the best things about doing the London one is that you will get to see the city of London in a way that you've never seen it before because you mm. see everything running through. Mm. And there was like, a, a, on the side, a, uh, I don't know what you call them, like a band or a Scottish band playing bagpipes. <laughs> Later down the line, there was a an all-female choir. There was further on drummers playing. There was further on down by some of the terrace houses and they put a load of speakers outside the house and they were playing uh... music. There was just like things as you go through and I was like, wow, that's so amazing. Just an absolute vibe. Just vibing. For people, because I know a lot of people since you've done the marathon, since everyone's done the marathon have signed up for the ballot next year yeah. or a charity space. I'm one of those people. You inspired me so much. I was like, I'd love to do a marathon, bit the bullet, signed up. So Stefan Grant, you're going to sign up again. We just need to get Kyle to sign up as I well. I like Kyle this morning. Kyle's going to sign up. I'm not a runner. <laughs> not a runner. But then who's going to film it? We'll film it ourselves. GoPros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GoPro yeah. on GoPro the head. Crew, yeah. What is your advice to someone who wants to sign up and run the London Marathon? Or not just the London, a marathon in general. I think based on like all listeners who, who listen to the podcast and the people we tend to work with, we don't we don't work with anyone or coach anyone who's an elite runner or an elite bodybuilder who did contest prep or anyone who's doing it in ex- extreme. So my advice is based on that type of person. So don't put pressure on yourself with the first one that you do. Enjoy it. And... I would say have a program to follow because I know quite a few people and people who were messaging me throughout who ran it who had who had just gone out and started running mm. and with no structure and no accountability there and then it got like they'd missed five weeks and then it was like two weeks out and they, a few people messaged like what should I do because I've, I've not been doing anything and now I'm dead nervous. Tr- try and follow something all the way through. Mm. Ha- try and have a structure because at least then you'll go out and know that the program that you're following is going to scale and it's going to taper so that'll put you in a decent place and you don't need to do that program to hit a personal best to hit a time you can just do a program to make sure that it's going to help you get across the line at the end of the day and that was the same with the program that we've released on the micro school is that program is based on people who have done a bit of running before beginners and it's based on to get them from where they are now to finish the marathon at the end of the day in a in a good position and to be or try and be injury free all the way through as well and there's never going to be an absolute ideal for everyone because everyone is is different but i'd say enjoy it have a program have some structure make sure to eat enough as you go through especially carbohydrates i would say don't be especially potentially from the background that i came from and a lot of people come from is if you purely based success or based training around looking a certain way or being a certain way be prepared that that may change and that there'll be a mental side of things that you'll have to potentially battle against in terms of weight will fluctuate up and down because Mm -hmm. carbs fluids are going to change throughout so your weight will drop sometimes weight will actually go up sometimes um body may change in terms of the way it looks like a little bit as well but obviously that's the point the the program that we released called the muscle marathon because when i was training i was trying to retain as much tissue and strength as possible um what other tips would I give? You've pretty much nailed every 
I don't want to get too technical with it because at the end of the day, I, I, I don't want people to think to, to go and do a run there needs to be a high barrier to entry. As I said, some people turned up on the day and hadn't done any training. And so what? Let them do it. At the end of the day, like that's why it's great to have all people with different capabilities who aren't there. Some people just want to finish and have the experience of, of doing it and ticking that box and having the medal and good on them. My final question for you today, yeah. special guest on Lucy Davis' podcast, <laughs> is have you or do you feel any level of post-race depression? I suffered with it for about 10 weeks after my ultra and we couldn't figure out what it was and why I was so down. I know it's only been two days, but do you feel any sort of loss of identity or a bit confused about how you feel? Yesterday was a bit bit of a weird one, but I think that was because I was super fatigued. And then I came back into work and emails and stuff and I just had loads of emails I was like brain wasn't I'd kind of be on the super high and then Mm. brain wasn't kind of ready to be slapped across the face with a a, a huge inbox so I probably shouldn't have done that but not at the moment though I've been I've been in the gym like I trained me and Kyle trained this morning and I wasn't as strong but I feel like a bit weaker because energy's down and I'm not fully recovered yet which is why I haven't started using the whoop that you give me because yeah probably ben's, suggest- ben's joining team yeah, whoop it'll, it'll probably suggest that my recovery is absolutely terrible um but apart from that i'm in good spirits yeah I've, I've felt okay i mean i think as well maybe because i'm gonna sign up to another one i've got another goal there to hit but also my training wasn't as long or as intense as yours and I think the other thing that I've maybe forgot to mention is that all of the program that I put together, that 12-week uh, marathon program with Fergus, Fergus has been on the podcast before, just for people that know him, he's yeah, one of the best hybrid athletes in the in the UK. He's just done a double Ironman. Yeah, and obviously on that as well, like the whole program, I spoke to Fergus about it, we put it together together on one of the YouTube videos on the series if you haven't watched it. Obviously, we had Nick Butter. Yeah, Nick Butter run on Instagram. And we had Zach, Zach Bitter. Bitter, like two of the... The most, the best runners in the entire world. We had world a, record holder, world re- record holder, and a, also a guy who was running marathon in every country. We had like the best, the best advice from people in in the best fields of, like they could, could possibly be being. Mm. And I based my programming when me and Fergus put together around kind of backwards filtering it. So the same way that I basically do my diary is I put a lot of things in there that I want to do and then base work around them. I put all the weekends in through summer when I had the prep of the races, piss-ups, birthdays, occasions, anything we were celebrating, there's quite a lot of weekends of them, weddings. I put them in first and then built my training around that. And most, and th- the reason why I say that is because a lot we used to run a lot on Sundays, but instead I changed the run for Saturday because I knew mm-hmm. we were out most Saturdays and then I'd be able to recover and do nothing on Sunday. Yeah, um, cure the so, Yeah, so I had still kept a lot of my social occasions and work-life balance in there even with the marathon program and i wanted to do that as an example to show that you can still have a social life and do it if you wish don't have to doesn't drink doesn't have to be a part of it but for me i kept it in there that's the other thing that annoyed me someone else has also commented on the fact that like with um a marathon program how can you expect people to do that or the same as you or whatever i'm not people expecting people to do the same as me i'm saying don't copy me 
but I was running three times a week and lifting three times a week. And the comment was around like, well, normal people have a nine to five job. I know that most of the people who ran on the marathon at the weekend, most of them had a nine to five job because I was speaking to them afterwards, before, during. So the fact that people sometimes maybe use that as, or this person use it as an excuse to maybe protect their ego for the fact that they couldn't do it and didn't want to sign up and do it, that's up to them. But the majority of people who I spoke to were nine to five workers. Some of the, I spoke to the, the the guy who was firefighter. Spoke to people who did it who were working for the police. Done it previously for the police. People who work shift work. And I never throw throw this one in there, but I work more hours than the usual nine to five person will work. I was. I work say. way more more hours doing a different type of work, and I've work nine to five work i've worked shift work for the police and i've worked doing what i do now where i run my own business and i work more hours now than i did then it's just that my work hours i can kind of be flexible with them and choose when when i do them yeah absolutely there's so many different people who work multiple different jobs who run ultras who run marathons it's a very strange comment what what i was trying to get across there is it doesn't matter what position that you're in you can do it if you want to do it. And Absolutely. also, if you're thinking about signing up and doing it, any kind of run doesn't have to be a marathon. It could be anything. It could be your first 10K. It could be your first 5K. You're never going to feel ready to do it. So just sign up, do it. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much you prep and program for, everybody's fucking winging it. So just sign up, do it. And that's why for me, it was good that I thought for me, I'm actually glad that this program that I was running got fucked up and I got injured because we would learn the most in life when things go wrong. You don't learn the most when things go perfect. And I learned more about myself and had to think outside the box more at any point or other points in my life through this program, get through hard times mentally than I ever had before, which meant I've come up the other side, a better, stronger person, both physically and mentally. That was fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you coming on my podcast today. Why do you keep smiling? And Carl's got a question over here. I do have a question, Ben. Um, now, as somebody who has known you for quite a number of years now, yeah. Um, on days where you may hit, say, like 12,000 steps, 13,000 steps, yeah. I've been staying in hotels with you where, of an evening, I think Lucy can back me up on this, you run an absolute train on food. Now, after the London Marathon, how many steps did you hit? And then was there any kind of like, uh, I don't know, payback in terms of calories that you needed to eat in the evening yeah so i think this is what's weird that's a great question because i'd hit fifty thousand steps but also once we finished the marathon it was a cockache wasn't it because trains were off so we had to walk quite far so i think for the day i might have ended up doing sixty thousand steps Mm. and i doing the london marathon i think it was like before i'd even done all these steps i'd been so doing the back marathon, I burnt six thousand over six thousand calories. How many did you burn doing hundred k? Six thousand and seventy two. How crazy is that? That is, do you know, I can't. But obviously, there's, that. there's contributing factors there. Is uh, is that I? It's you. Yeah, I'm Mazzy, bro. So obviously, I hold more muscle tissue. I'm heavier, and two, obviously, the pace that I was running at was different to what you were doing. So yeah, there, there's probably the main differences in terms of food. We went to, I had never been to the restaurant before in London. It's fucking great, by the way. Was it called Sticks, Sticks and, sushi? and Sushi? Sticks and Sushi. Wow. Epic. We had an absolute feast. Um, and then we got back to the room. Calavati got the photo of the, 
the food I think's still on here. So yeah, I'll show it. I'll you. show it to you now, and I'll also pop it. It was. It was oh, more. It you didn't want dessert. From oh, we didn't have the other things. Sushi, so I had a bag of squashies. I bought a big liter of fruit smoothie. The kiwi banana. Yeah. Ah. That's um, a personal joke. No one's going to get. No, sorry, orange juice. A couple of Kit Kats. A bag of Cadbury's buttons. A full sleeve of caramel Rockies. Caramel arrows. Two salted caramel cheesecakes, Fanta, and a pack of shortbread millionaires and a Pepsi. I also shared all this just because it was like in front of me. Yeah. So we had that, which was great because I just, I was like, I fucking need something sugar because we just had a lot of savory stuff. And then obviously we went for breakfast in the morning. What was that place in London called? That was great. Ozone Coffee in Shoreditch. Oh, Cal was the place that we went to last time oh where we yeah. can get sea for a while yes yeah. that place is great yeah shout was, out to the yeah the witches yeah. and witches are there. nice yeah it was really good so we went for a food there as well it was great yeah you did but, and I also like there. i need i needed that as well to i'd ate a lot of food the couple of days before which is why i felt heavy going into the the run because i'd stored up a lot of glycogen but then obviously expended a lot so i ate the food back and i think if i hadn't i would have been fucked the next day i, I, I sorry i also didn't i slept terribly that night yeah you didn't sleep well you were very wriggly and I mean, probably because you were just very sore as well. Hot. Yeah, <laughs> the room with we had a we had a window. Cal's room didn't have a window. <laughs> My fucking room was at oven in that hotel because I booked it separately. It wasn't Ben and Lucy skimping out and not getting me a window, yeah. <laughs> just making me live in a cell. Yeah. But no, it was like I think it was ninety-eight pounds for a room without a window, and then maybe a hundred and ten or something with a window. <laughs> So I was like, on principle, ten pound windows. I'm not, fucking, I'm not that arse, but it was horribly hot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, that is, you you could eat quite a lot of food after your marathon, which is perfect. You want to be able to uh, eat a lot of food. Straight after, didn't I? Was fucking felt sick. Yeah, I was just gonna say I didn't eat a, like four days. Mm. My appetite had gone, but your appetite had actually come back after a couple of hours, which is actually really, really positive. Which I guess is why on the monday tuesday you kind of felt okay good thing about though do 100k is a lot more than doing 42 so it's longer but we yeah, still burn no, but, the same amount of calories yeah but i'm running for three and a half hours you're running for nearly 12 hours it is a lot uh, yeah it's a little bit of a difference yeah. but no the food is good did, did cal have another question or were you just looking at him no i just want to also give a, a massive shout out to tommy oh tommy Tom- we love tommy yeah, tommy um one of our friends, he's came and down did the 10K event. We will be doing some more 10K race yeah. events at some point. Um, and I think there's probably something more to come on that from January after we've done something else with the school, which I can't talk about. What is it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't get the second one. You'll have to tell me after. I, I can't live read. But yeah, it'll be coming from January. Um, and anyway, Tommy, he was, was he in the moors? The moors. moors. Yeah. And basically he, I keep a long story short, went for a run through the moors. Always doing more than that with one of his friends. Got stuck there. Pouring rain, snow, whatever. Got stuck in sludge, treacherous rain. Started going through shock, I think. Got like pneumonia. Yeah, got pneumonia. And his mate had to end up giving him all his gear. Ran ahead to go and get the uh, rescue team. Mountain rescue. Yeah, mountain rescue. They went up to him, pronounced dead on scene. Um, all of his organs started shutting down and then he put like a big tube up the inside of, of his thigh um, I think if you google this you'll probably find it as well put a big tube up his thigh into his heart to try and 
Resuscitating. His name's Tommy Price. I think his full, full Tommy's full name, but I just call him Tommy T. And he was then resuscitated, gotten back to life, but then he was in hospital for a hell of a long time as well. And he lost a lot, all his uh, muscle through his arms, his grip, everything like that, and then ended up making a full recovery. He's still not got the full strength back in his hands, but then did a couple of... I think he's done a couple of runs, did a bit of prep for the marathon. He was messing me through out the prep as well, which kept me going, and he then turned up on the day and ran a sub 3.15. So, absolute warrior, Tommy. Really nice guy. I think he did an interview with BBC the morning of... Um, but you can go and check Tommy's story out as well. On that as well, obviously, I told my meningitis story before. My Just Giving link is still open. We'll include it in the description show notes. If you can leave any donation, big or small, it'd be massively helpful for me, especially if you've taken anything over the last couple of months on the podcast or the YouTube series that I've put together. That was actually my ending point of the podcast because usually with the guests, you'd say, oh, where can we find you? Yeah, We already know where we can find you. And that was going to be my point that... If you've taken anything away from this podcast or anything that Ben's done with the whole marathon series, and obviously he's raised money for such an incredible cause, going back to the fact that Ben had it and a lot of people do lose their lives from having meningitis. If you can donate anything, he really appreciates it and we all really appreciate it as well. But thank you so much for being on. It's okay. You keep pausing me. (laughs) With the marathon program as well, at the moment, there is 26% off it. Yeah. Um, You can sign up to it. You can sign up to it at any point. Um, So, yeah. Oh yeah, you kind of, that's one of the questions we did have about the marathon program. You don't have to start it like, loads of people started it on Monday. Yeah. So the Monday just gone, but you can actually start it whenever you like. And the point of it is as well, that you are lifting throughout it. You are lifting for three yes. days and running for three days. Yes. Um, we've obviously needed recovery in there. But the point of it is because we want to help people keep as much t- muscle as possible r- whilst running. Because especially if you're a gym going, you just want to challenge yourself. I think a lot of people's con- misconceptions is that I need to be super thin or I need to look like a marathon runner to do running in general, and you don't. And also one of the things with the app is you can request your calories and macros, and we, if you say you're doing the marathon program, we are going to help you with your nutrition as well because it is a little bit different when you do mm-hmm. start prepping for a marathon and you're lifting at the same time to make sure you're eating enough food and the energy and everything like that you will need to complete those runs to the best of your ability. Yeah. But thank you for joining me on my podcast today. You've been an incredible guest. Do I get paid for this one? No, you don't oh. get no, Ben. Okay, sorry. Don't just But we really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to Spotify, because you can't leave a review. Yep. Have a wonderful day or evening wherever you are in the world. And we'll catch you soon. Bye guys. Bye.